Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Top Secret News Radio Show. Oh, actually, I've got mine all screwed up. Well, hold on a second. Let me see if I can fix this because I have not been on for so long that I have totally screwed everything up. So hold on. We are going to go with this one. All right. We are not on Top Secret News tonight. We are at Paranormal Connections Radio Show. This is what happens when you have two shows in a week and you've been sick for the last few weeks and not doing any shows. <laughs> anyway, guys, welcome to the show. Welcome back. I know you haven't seen me for a few weeks. Many of you know that um, I suffer from a terminal illness and I have been pretty ill, um, but I'm back tonight and I'm looking forward to tonight's uh, show. I have a great guest. Um, I will also actually be on my guest show uh, tomorrow night, so check it out as well. Um, all right, so for anybody who has not seen the um, event page, tonight my guest is Grizzly Chris. So Grizzly Chris researches and investigates the paranormal from coast to coast and also around the world in order to share the truth of the world on his YouTube show called Grizzly is on the Hunt Show. Um, he goes on live expeditions looking for Sasquatch, ghosts, and other strange beings and spirits. And he also interviews people that have had unusual encounters, as well as other investigators, psychics, and mediums. Sounds just like my kind of person to be on the show, right? <laughs> Grizzly became interested in the paranormal after shared encounters that he could not explain during his youth in the countryside. Strange lights in the wood would appear in a fraction of a second without a sound. And this sparked a lifelong fascination for him. And he is ever since been having many more encounters with paranormal. And not only does Grizzly have wealth of paranormal knowledge and his personal experience to share, but he has a 16 and a half year career in law enforcement as a captain detective. So that's given him some additional experience of sorting things out from fact from fiction. And I actually love that because um, people in law enforcement um, look at things when we look at investigating per se, completely different. So uh, get your questions together and welcome my guest to the show. Hello there. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> doing good. Thank you. Thank you. Great, great. Boy, you know, how far back did you originally start experiencing paranormal encounters or experiences? So I grew up actually out in the country, right? So uh, a friend of mine, his grandparents had a large farm, and we always went camping and did things on the farm. Uh, they had ponds, and we always went uh, snapping uh, hunting, and those were snapping turtles, right? And it's where we tie uh, string to branches of trees and, and bait them to catch these turtles. And it was just strange, you know, because, I mean, I'm 49, so you take that back to 10 12, 14 years old, we would see strange anomalies, uh, lights in the skies that were very low, but it uh, didn't have any sound or anything, and it would just hover, and we couldn't explain these occurrences. Uh, not only that, it was just the paranormal experiences we had out in the woods was seeing orbs and lights through the, through the fields and trees and the woods, and we just couldn't explain it. It was so interesting. We thought somebody was playing a hoax on us at first. I was going to say, you know, it's for me, it's very interesting when I'm interviewing people, because, again, as I've talked about with you and Lala, when I was on the show with you guys, um, I have had encounters of all different types. I've had um, 
we've done Bigfoot, you know, uh, camping trips and have encountered what well, I'm pretty positive. You know, I'll say that I've, I've absolutely seen what I think is Bigfoot now. I right. won't say 100% because I don't have any, any verifiable evidence, but with what I experienced, I'm pretty darn sure that that's what the case is. But mine also started with fascination with the lights in the sky. And I always would see every time we moved a lot as I was a child. And every time I would move, there would be this star in the sky that always seemed to follow me. So it's very interesting to me because forever, as long as I can remember, I've always said that all of these fields are very connected. And a lot of people, you know, I know that the fields are very separate, but a lot of people say, oh, you know, um, people who are, have been abducted, say, right. and then they'll say, oh yeah, you know, I only deal with aliens and stuff. I, I don't have anything paranormal happen until you really sit down and you start interviewing them. And then they're like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Oh, okay. This or that. But I love when it starts out early on and you experience a lot of different things and being in a kind of a like you know the country out in the rural area i think that from a lot of people that i've interviewed over the years it seems like you know the more rural areas do seem to have a lot of different experiences people you know encounter out there yeah i mean it was very interesting uh because at first we thought they were helicopters right or a helicopter and uh but we noticed there was no sound i mean that's how low this thing was when it come with the light and then the spotlight and it just didn't make any sense and this happened you know throughout the years when i say country i'm talking uh nobody's around for miles uh so yeah uh, we right. actually grew up in the sticks so um it, of course it's changed over the years now but uh but seeing something like that and experiencing that in seeing how it traveled and making no sound and how it zip off and zig and zag up in the sky, uh, you couldn't explain that to somebody, right? And then when you tried, they're like, oh, you saw an airplane or, right. you know, it was a shooting star or something like that. And you're like, no, it's not. You know, it's like, he wasn't there. We were. And uh, so we were just like, whatever, we're just not going to tell anybody. Uh, because at one time we thought there was poachers on his grandparents' farm. Uh, going through the woods when we saw the lights, but they end up being, I guess, orbs at the time. We didn't know what they were. You know, we're just typical teenagers, you know, camping and hunting out, you know, and uh, we went to investigate and didn't find anything or anyone. And uh, which was really strange because now hindsight, looking at these lights in the woods, they never bounce like somebody would be like walking with the lantern. Or walking with the flashlight, right? Where you had that that light that would just stepping, it would right. just be like constant, like floating. Uh, so now looking back at that, that would make a lot of sense. But you know, how can you explain that to the adults? They'd be like, "Oh, you're just seeing lightning bugs or something like that." And you're like, "Lightning bugs? <laughs> There's a difference right. between a lightning bug and, and and a flashlight or this ball of light that we were seeing." Uh, but I didn't know as well that, you know, some of his, uh, uh, ancestors and family from generations were buried on this property as well. So that turned and we found that out later when we found some unmarked graves and some headstones on the back of the property as well. So, and that was years later, 
So, uh, but, you know, looking back hindsight, you know, things start to make sense now, but at the time it didn't, because, you know, you try to tell them that, you know, breakfast when they were feeding us breakfast that morning, you know, what, what'd you boys do last night? You're not going to believe it. You know, this is what we saw and they would laugh at us and we're like, well, that, that went over real well, didn't it? So we just kind of blew it off. Right. And it would probably be different, you know, I mean, again, look at how, how advanced, you know, everything is now from the way everything was so hush hush because you didn't want to be the laughing stock of all of your friends or the community by bringing something like this up. Because again, I can remember, you know, people that didn't even know what I did and they would be talking and I'd have other people around. They're like, oh, that, you know, that crazy person who's always talking about that UFO stuff or that paranormal stuff. And now it's a whole different time. You know, if you were to go out and say, oh, yes, I saw, you know, what might have been a UFO, everybody would be wanting to know the address and, you know, want to come out and do a, a skywatch with you, you know. Right, <laughs> so right, right. Time. <laughs> right. I mean, I remember when I was a field training officer and we call it FTO, right? And uh, I was training this new guy and uh, we were on a call to because uh, we we patrolled out in the, in the country, too. And uh, we were on a call and we went around a corner and uh, there was a graveyard to our left. And you know how you drive, how your headlights hit the hit the field. And when we turned the corner, uh, it looked like somebody ran up through the graveyard, but it just dissipated. And uh, we both looked at each other and I was like, did you see that? And he was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, well, we're not saying anything. We just kept going. We went to the call right. and, and dealt with it. And uh, he goes, uh, are you going to say anything? I'm like, well, what, what are we going to say? I mean, did it not disappear? And he was like, well, yes. And I'm like, well, then what can we say? He goes, but it's on our dash cam. And I'm like, well, I'm still not going to say anything because we're not gonna, I'm not going to be the laughing stock. Right. So, uh, I mean, stuff does happen, uh, you know. So, yes, it, it really does. And, you know, now police officers, military, you know, people like that coming forward. Now, again, it shouldn't discount everyday citizens and people who encounter, you know, have these experiences, but that hasn't changed much. You know, there's still a lot of ridicule for just regular, regular people, but yeah, you know, come from law enforcement, come from military, come from a government background, anything like that. I mean, look at our congressional hearings, you know, it's like, okay, now you bring some, some people out and now it's like, oh, okay, well, they're saying it happened. Must be right. true, you know, must be true now. But all of these people, and I, that was a lot of the feedback that I got from a lot of my guests that I have that are abductees and contactees. So, you know, that have had good experiences and really bad experiences. And when I went back to ask all of them when the congressional hearings were going on, on, you know, what their thoughts were, I thought more people were going to be happy about it. Unfortunately, it was kind of like they were teeter-tottering on the fence because although they were glad that, you know, finally this is coming to light, they were very upset of the fact that all of the bullying, the not being believed, you know, for some of these people, 20, 30 years, they've been telling the same story, passed lie detector tests, everything, and are not believed. So, you know, it was it was interesting for me because I thought, okay, look, Regardless of how the spotlight gets on the topic, 
let's just get the topic out there and change people's minds. Um, but yeah, not so not so much with other people. It uh, looks like we've got a couple of um, comments and then questions for you. Sure. So, so uh, Standing Stone 1776 says, uh, saw a UFO at 16, was under this thing with another kid one night. We were sledding up the water tower. Uh, it lit up from nothing, overwhelming to being frozen in place. It says, um, I saw the same guy again 40 years later at a wake, and I asked him if he remembered. And he did. Right. You know, it's, again, it's something very similar, you know, that we were talking about. Like, yeah, you'll, if you encountered something like this, say 10, 20, 30, you know, 10, let's say 15 years plus, uh, you saw something and you both chose to not say anything about it. Most people don't forget those kind of things. It, it, no, if it's don't. a real deal. It's not something that you just are like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to act like this didn't happen because I know for most people, it's life changing, these experiences. It is, you know, but if you notice, though, uh, and what we do, you and I, uh, it seems like we run into people around our age are telling their childhood stories and they're yeah. just now coming out because they feel yeah. more comfortable now around this crowd with everybody coming out and saying, hey, you know, yeah, it, it's OK to have these encounters or it's OK to talk about it. So, it, you know, there's a big difference now between you know, us trying to explain to his grandparents, you know, what we saw and they're right. like, whatever, you know, don't believe. I think part stuff. of the, the reason I started, you know, my shows was to give a platform, a safe platform where people could come and share their experiences and they weren't going to be bullied in the chat. They weren't going to be talked down to by the host. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was tons of people who've been on the show, you know, that have similar stories. So it started to really grow from there because it's almost like a support group of people that once felt all alone and now have found this big pool of people just like them. So I love it. I love it when people come on and they've written a book about their story and then everybody's buying the book or, you know, just to hear more Brian. about the story. Love that stuff. Brian. Uh, Brian is asking, what caused Grizzly to retire? Was it an injury? Yeah, back in 2019, I fell and I thought I broke my back. And uh, so that's when I found my kidney cancer by accident. And if I didn't hurt myself, I only had six months or less to live. So it was a miracle. But unfortunately, I got herniated, slip disc and nerve damage and some other issues with my back and uh, pelvis. So uh, I'm medically uh, disabled. So that's what happened. That was a good All question. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it, it's interesting when people follow you, you know, and it they'll know a lot of just stuff that's out there, but, you know, they have a lot of personal questions that sometimes they just don't get a chance to answer. So right. that. that is true. That is true. Yes. <laughs> um, I have one from Twitter. They're asking, have you ever personally had an alien encounter a bigfoot encounter or a paranormal encounter and if so, so what are mm -hmm. they so uh we'll start with aliens no thank goodness uh so i'm very happy with that uh paranormal yes uh everybody on my mom's side has always come back uh from family and spirit uh which is very interesting uh, my grandfather uh, has always come back. Uh, he's been with me uh, even on the police force. 
Um, other officers have seen him. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, paranormal side, it's always interesting on investigations and, and uh, looking into the afterlife because there is something besides what we're living now. Uh, we all know that. Uh, Bigfoot, yes, uh, he or she does exist. And uh, I have some pictures I'll show uh, and let you all decide what they are. Uh, my first uh, encounter, a lot of people don't know about this, was turkey hunting. Probably in my uh, early, late 20s. And I was by myself and I was trying to get this turkey. And I was crawling. If you've never been turkey hunting, you got to be very quiet and still because they're very good with eyesight. And uh, when I took a shot, it was too far out. And uh, I was like, what's this guy doing in this valley in this ghillie suit? So, uh, and I checked with the owner and he was like, Grizzly, you're the only person there. And I'm like, no, nah, there's somebody back there in a ghillie suit. So uh, 15 years later, I find out that that time there's Bigfoot sightings and whatnot. It was probably 200 yards away and it just looked like a, an oversized guy. Uh, so, uh, it was interesting because, you know, I was shocked because, uh, when I contacted the group that actually uh, investigates that area, he was like, you were at this, this valley and this guy's property, this, that was a hot spot. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. And so he was telling me all the stories. Uh, recently back in July, I was in the back seat coming back home and, uh, and we were going around this S curve. And when I did, I looked to the right. And I was like, well, look at those three turkeys sitting there. And uh, it just didn't settle well, right? So when I got home, I ended up going back. And uh, a friend of mine was like, hey, you know, stand up, measure how tall and everything. So I did the measurements. And the weeds were actually uh, up to over up underneath my chin. Uh, so uh, it looked like it was possibly three Sasquatches there. So we went back and did the measurements. And uh hindsight once again you know your mind tries to process that right and uh because a lot of people uh we just talked about this last show i was on a lot of people right now in commonwealth of kentucky are, are out there hunting and getting ready to go hunting because it's modern gun season this is where we get a lot of reports of people seeing these creatures uh so after that sighting it was not even about a mile from the way the crow flies from where i saw those three and uh, so I went out and put some trail cameras up uh, out behind the house and stuff. And, uh, and when I did, I, I captured something. So uh, I'll let you all be the, the experts on this. Uh, so there is uh, something when you're ready. Let me know. Uh, yeah, I put I some trail cameras up. And uh, the first picture is to set the stage. This was three days after I put the trail cams up. Uh, if you see, uh, the, the camera is facing towards the edge of the field coming into, into the woods. So uh, the reason why I set these cameras up that we think that Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever, uh, can see infrared IR in certain frequencies and I, in, in those uh, spectrums as well. So I kind of put a plethora of cameras in a certain area to flood anything into one direction. So uh, I had sweet and low box. That's funny. 
so after three days, uh, this is what I got off this one camera. I still to this day have no idea what, what it is. So let's picture one, picture two, picture three. Now this camera is approximately about five and a half foot off the ground. Okay. So uh, that is three days after, and this is what we capture. So I don't know. What do you think it is? That's, you know, that's interesting. And again, I've seen so many trail cams, uh, you know, footage, and it always just fascinates me. I mean, some I've been able to kind of distinguish what, you know, what it is. Uh, quite a few of them, it's very easy after you've seen enough and i've worked with right. some in the right. forestry that are a lot of them are bears and stuff like that um but it's when they don't look like a regular bear like that's what captures me and makes me think now here's a question because i know that we actually uh asked this question when i was on the show with you and lala but what are your thoughts on bigfoot and why we have not been able to remains of, of one so bigfoot does exist uh we know that the government knows that g-man and we'll say g-man because we are being monitored right uh so and they do have the bodies uh we look at mount saint helens and we have a lot of reports that they went in and they uh captured the, the creatures and the ones they did not they went back and recovered the, the bodies. And we have people report seeing helicopters with cargo nets carrying the bodies out. Uh, now, did that make the newspaper? No, that's not gonna make the newspaper. Uh, you know, Why would it I mean, they say they don't exist. You know, that right. be contrary you know, to everything they tell us. That is correct. And uh, so they do have it. And one of the things that we look at is like right now, uh, everybody says, well, we need a body to believe they, they exist. Well, if I was out there in the woods and I actually received a body, I'm not saying how, let's say I received a body, uh, how am I going to get that out of the woods? I'm going to make a phone call to get people. They're going to make phone calls. Before you know it, everybody else is going to show up. So it, it's not feasible or possible. Uh, we've actually get reports that people on expeditions that go out to investigate for Bigfoot and Sasquatch are being followed by drones. Uh, I don't know if you're known or known that uh, they are being watched. And we're getting a lot of reports about this in the southern part of the United States on the East Coast that they'll be out in the middle of the woods and they'll be like, shh what's that noise? And they look up and there's a drone following them and there's nobody around them for miles. Uh, so that doesn't make any sense. Or there's vehicles that showed up. I invested or interviewed one team where they were out in the middle of nowhere and a woman showed up in a suit, want to know what they were doing. Uh, now I, I would personally have a problem with that. Uh, a couple of people freaked out over it, but Carol Ann is saying, uh, could they be possibly going into some sort of portals, maybe? So that is a, a possible theory. Now, we had people on our shows before on Grizzly on the Hunt where they allegedly have uh, recorded portals on their property. Uh, and these people were very credible, showing the creatures coming in and out of lead Sasquatches. Uh, so I always say this, right? 
we can see in a certain spectrum and we know that we know deer can see in a different spectrum of light uv light and so forth so if you are uh anything with quantum mechanics or quantum theories and string theories right and vibrations so if if you're able to alter yourself right uh and change vibrations and frequencies because we know that we live in a three-dimensional uh universe right but we know scientifically there's up to 11 dimensions so there is possible that these things creatures can walk in and out of dimensions and portals uh, we know that uh, some of the Bigfoot DNA, alleged Bigfoot DNA that we have, uh, the mitochondrial DNA, uh, we know the female, but not the dad. Uh, with environmental DNA, eDNA, we can take water samples. We can tell you everything that's touched that water, that lives in that water, or traced through that water, we can get and pull the DNA out of. That's how scientifically we are far advanced with DNA. And every time when we have alleged Sasquatch DNA, it always comes back inconclusive or primate and other, right? Well, there's your proof in the pudding. Uh, we know with law enforcement that uh, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, there's accidents, uh, vehicle versus Bigfoot. Uh, Bigfoot uh, damages properties. We hear that. We got a guy out in the audience right now. Uh, I'm gonna throw him underneath the bus. Brian Barber, uh, he was feeding uh, these creatures peanut butter, and uh, he got them hooked on peanut butter, and he was feeding them so much peanut butter that when he got sick, that they went to the neighbors and was throwing the peanut butter jars at the houses and banging on the houses and so forth, and this caused a ruckus. Yes, and I, I know this sounds far-fetched, ladies and gentlemen, it does, but I mean, this guy is credible, and he actually got the, the fish and wildlife people called on him, and they went out and put cameras up to get license plate numbers to track him down, and when they had a conversation with them, it was about feeding the bears. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have bears. I live outside Louisville, Kentucky. I don't have bears, okay? So uh, that was an interesting conversation. And uh, he would put dates on the lids and the bottom of them, and they would unscrew them, peel the, the silver full back, and, and, and it was just incredible. And this, that's just one account. Uh, but, you know, when you interview people and you actually have a chance to see these, whatever they are, right? Some people say they're Nephilim, uh, their offsprings of Nephilim, and so forth. I don't know what they are. Are they here? Yes. You know, are aliens here? Yes. Uh, UFOs are real? Yes. I mean, our government came out in the pandemic and said UFOs are real, ladies and gentlemen. And everybody was like, okay. And life went on. I was like, did you not just hear that? The government said the UFOs are real. And it was like not even two or three months ago, NASA said uh, UFOs are here. And everybody's like, okay. And I was like, hello, is anybody not paying attention? And it's like, no big deal. Uh, Independence Day. When that movie come out with Will Will Smith, you know that the government scrubbed that movie, G-Man, uh, 13 times before they released it to the public. So, wow. yes. That, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, again, this is like such a, a fascinating subject. And again, the first time I had an encounter, we 
we go camp. We used to go camping when I was growing up with my cousins all the time, and we went up to Lake Shasta. And mm-hmm. when you, when I want to say, well, boy, the things that I encountered at Lake Shasta, it's like a favorite place for me to go. But yes, if you want to see all kinds of stuff in the sky, if you want to see, you know, a Bigfoot, it, it's all around. Tia was saying, where is that? What if Bigfoot is just giants from the past? It's a thought. So that is another theory, right? So uh, a lot of people think they are the giants, uh, Nephilim, right? From the biblical reference and so forth, giants with red heads. Uh, but if you also look at the references when it comes to the indigenous people and the tribes of North America right. and the other continents, they're all similar, right? So if these people didn't have internet or emails and all that other stuff, they couldn't communicate to each other. So how do they share this information? So right. that gives it more validity in, in my book when it comes to the cave paintings and the picture glyphs and hieroglyphs and so forth. So it's very interesting. There's every time I draw a line in the sand years ago, I always said I would never cross this line. Uh, a lot of people think they're flesh and blood only. Some people think they're interdimensional. Uh, I don't know what they are. I, I think it's a mixture. And, and I put it, and I always say it this way, like the electric eel theory, right? Back in the days when people didn't know what the electric eel was or electricity, when they went to grab it, it would shock them and it would hurt them. Uh, they didn't have the words to say, oh, Oh, it, it electrocuted me. It hurt me real bad. It shocked me so bad. My hands went numb, right? They thought it was evil. They thought it was Satan, right? So uh, they thought it was something the devil made. So they put it in their own words. Now, when they got to understand what the creature was and how it was capable of producing electricity and defense mechanism and how it protected itself, now, scientifically, we can explain that. So there's a lot of things I think that humans such as us don't understand when it comes to aliens, UFOs, UAPs, Bigfoot, cryptids, and nature. And just overall, because we don't have the general capacity or the mathematics to understand and comprehend because it's outside our spectrum. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stanley is saying that um, he totally believes they're interdimensional. And you know, that's been kind of my take on it for a long time. But again, it's so hard to say, like, when you don't have any concrete proof. You know, my thing was they're always so elusive. But again, you know, like you're saying, there are plenty of times where I do believe that Bigfoot has been found or captured, just like you said. And again, just like with downed UFOs and aliens, it is not going to be on our mainstream news. They are not going to admit to it. They're just going to take them and go do whatever research they can on them behind. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, And I totally agree with that. I don't think the world can handle, right, the truth. And, and I say that respectively because when they, found that spotted owl back in the late 80s, early 90s in the Midwest, and that little owl. And what did it do to the lumber company? It damn near shut it down. Right. Uh, the paper mill, toilet paper, cardboard, anything that made out of wood, pulp and everything, it shut it down. And they had to set up a sanctuary because it was a species that was going to be extinct. 
So if if we would acknowledge that this is real, which, by the way, some states have it on their books, it's illegal to kill one and it will be manslaughter, oh. murder. Uh, well, how can it be illegal if they don't exist? Well, you look at the Florida <laughs> wildlife, right? On their pamphlet, they say a skunk ape. You cannot harvest a skunk ape or shoot one. And uh, and we actually called them on that one night at one of my shows and trying to get them to define a skunk ape. Uh, so, you know, they do acknowledge it's out there, but they're not going to come out and say, ladies and gentlemen, Bigfoot is living behind right. your house, uh, right. which we know they do uh, because we hear right now and we said on the last show, there are a lot of people out there deer hunting and these are right. non-believers are going to come believers and they're going to be upside down because now they're going to see something they never thought existed, right? Just like the first time they saw a UFO, you know, they're like, what is that? Is that ours or is that something else? Because these days I couldn't tell you what is ours and what is not because I have no idea anymore. Right. Well, you know, I, I used to hunt my family. A lot of my cousins used to hunt. So we are very used to that. I've also spoken to a lot of hunters and you'd be surprised that when you ask them, a lot of people will say, well, I think kind of like me, I think I've seen a big, but I'm just not completely positive. And, you know, the funny thing is, is like the government was like telling us, well, even if, you know, uh, aliens did exist, like we couldn't announce that to the, you know, human race because they right. wouldn't be able to handle it. And yet when they admitted that everything was going, we we're like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. And just moved on. There was yeah. no like, people were their minds were blown. I think that, you know, again, if you would have done this maybe 30 years ago, yes, people would have been mind blown because they were very much would believe anything that they were told or shown. You know, um, now it's a different time. So I think that if they came forward and said, yes, you know, Bigfoot does exist. I don't think that people would be that taken back. Maybe I think you'd find a lot of people would be like, oh, that probably was what I saw then. You know, instead of like, hmm, I wonder if that was a bear. Wonder, you know, what that could possibly be. <laughs> I know I'm not crazy because I, I say when I saw this thing, it, although I wasn't close enough to be able to see 100%, I've seen enough bears. I mean, I'm I'm from you know Northern California. We've got bears right. everywhere, so I have seen brown bears, black bear, you name, I, we've seen them. So again, it was something completely different. It looked like just again a person didn't have the snout. It looked like a, you know, person but just very hairy and very right. tall and standing up. And I've seen bears stand up and they'll stand up on their hind legs and then they'll walk, you know, for a wiggle. You know, like it was like taking like it's like a you know fast walk through the right. you know through the forest area. So you know, definitely be interested. Um yeah, Tia says, uh, I'll have to figure out which mountain my friend uh, saw a Bigfoot family. It, actually, a lot of people see him a lot more. I've got um, a, a client of mine who it was an abductee, and he's up in like uh, near the Bill, uh, Bill Air Force Base. 
and he's got an area where he's had multiple sightings and brings me back pictures of like you know all the sticks and everything with like their shelters made and right. very intriguing i've also know somebody who knows some very specific places in the central valley and another one in nevada so i mean it's you have hot spots all over the place if you're out there looking but how many people just hang out in the forest, you know, uh, in the woods or anything. So if you're somebody like a hunter or somebody who lives out in the country, you know, where there's a lot of forest and stuff like that, yeah, you probably know it like the back of your hands. But for most people, it would be a perfect place to kind of hide and be able to camouflage yourself if you didn't want to be found. Yeah. Another thing that's real surprising, too, is we hear a lot of is is that you'll hear that when I used to hunt, you know, on my grandparents' farm, I was told never to go on this side of the land. That was for them. And they lived with them for generations, these Bigfoots, the families. And it's like, what? They're like, yeah, I grew up with them. You're like, what? They're like, yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I used to play with them. And uh, and this stuff like this just blows your mind because these are people that are well known in society, right, and well respected in their cryptic community. And you hear these stories, and and I've done over well, over probably twenty three hundred interviews uh, in law enforcement in the civilian world. So I'm I'm I got a pretty good teeth when somebody's not telling the gist of something. And they're hey, so Ryan. sincere, right? And uh, right. you hear these commonly stories that are shared. They're like, yeah. And, you know, there's people that we know and we interview on our shows. They're like, yeah, you know, uh, since I was 16, we had them. And uh, we feed them and we gift them. And uh, we're like, what? And you're like, yeah. We go out and uh, uh, I had one person. Uh, was We was on FaceTime. And... Uh, and she's like, look, you know, it's getting ready to storm and uh, start raining. And it started hailing. She turned her phone around and she lived with Bigfoot on her property. And I'm like, stop. I'm like, there's Bigfoot right there. She's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, no, put the phone back. There's Bigfoot right there. She's like, yeah, it's one of my watchers. And I was like, she's mad because I haven't fed her any chicken eggs. I'm like, Turn the phone back around. And she's more worried about the storm. And I'm like freaking out. And she's like, this is every day. You know, I know where they sit. I know where they watch over the family when they sleep. And it's just like, whoa, it's like unbelievable. And you hear this and there's a commonly shared thread with everybody that's raised like this. It's to them, it's no big deal. And it's like, well, show us pictures. And like, well, they don't like pictures being taken and all this other stuff. And it's for some reason with electronics, I have no idea why. But there's always interference. So, right. you know, then you get right. the mob squatches and stuff like that. And that picture I brought up to show everybody is the night picture the night after on the trail cam. Now, I, ladies and gentlemen, have no idea what this is. Uh, once again, same camera, same uh, in same spot. Uh, if you notice, there's picture two and picture one. And so, uh, I, that to me, it's not a raccoon. It's not a possum. Uh, once again, it's five and a half foot off the ground. I have no idea what it is. Uh, I showed my audience, let people make their own minds up. But look at the hair. So, yeah. and, you know, a lot of people, well, that, that, that's a bear. Well, I don't no. have bears, right? So yeah. I live outside Louisville, Kentucky. 
So uh, once again, uh, I've got uh, 34 cameras out in the woods right now. So, uh, and I'm letting them saturate the area for a little over a month to see what we can come up with now. And this is on 9-11 at 5.58 a.m. in the same spot. So I have no idea what that is. Now, what are your takes on that? I mean, again, to me, it doesn't look like a bear. I mean, I've seen a lot of... Uh... I mean, isn't that weird? It is very weird. And that's, that's after the picture. And right there it is. Right, right. So whatever it is, it's right up there on the camera. Now, when I take these cameras down, uh, I actually, when I walk up to the cameras, uh, I get face close. And they will actually get a crystal crisp picture of my face taken down the cameras, just like it did of that hair. So, right. yeah, Yolanda, it does I look like a shoulder. Very close, A yeah. shoulder of what? That's right. That is. So that's, that's the $50,000 know, question. Right. So uh, so I, I've got many theories with these cameras. So now I've got three to four cameras on a tree right now or wrapped around a tree. And I got these cable locks. So this way uh, and I got them set up in a specifically way uh, to hopefully to capture something. Uh, some squatches are at Walmart after midnight. Yes, that they yeah, do Ryan, love shopping at Walmart. Ryan said that uh, he thinks some of his ex-girlfriends were a Sasquatch too. So you need to stop going to Walmart at mid after midnight, and you yeah. will have better luck. Yeah, hey, it must be that it must be that clone or something. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I love that WD forty on mine. So, but uh, but no, I mean, but ladies and gentlemen, there are things that walk upon this earth that exists that we do not realize that they exist. There are things out there that are alive that we do not know that they are out there. We are taught and told what to believe in, what is real and what is not real our whole life. You know, I mean, you're on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. We get these creatures that wash up on beaches. And what's the first thing the communities do? They go get a backhoe and dig a hole on the beach and bury it. I'm like, what are you doing? Take it back to the lab. Right. And, right. you know, because they, we don't know what it is. We'll figure it out, you know? That's right. So, uh, and we, I think we only know what, I think they said six or 7% of the ocean we explored or something right. like that. So, and we're not even talking about space. So, no. You know, and we really don't have a clue really what's going on right, out there. You right. know, we're sitting I mean, in an infantile, you know, section of, of all of this. Uh, Brian is asking, with all of your experiences, what is the scariest thing that has happened? Bigfoot or paranormal? Uh, not <laughs> Bigfoot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my dolls. So I, that's another subject. I've got like haunted dolls. And I don't know if you knew that above my studio desk. I got yes, like 30 it, it, something you dollars. Remember when I was oh, on the yeah, show, and the right. first thing you did that, and I said, Oh my God, like, what if I signed up for? Because that is like yes, the worst that's thing. Right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, I, I would have to say it was the first time my grandfather came back, and we were down at the lake. And uh, I got up to get something to drink. And uh, out there on, on the deck, down at the lake, it was, uh, I think, 18 by 50 deck or something like that. And, you know, those old aluminum doors that you would have growing up? 
and mm -hmm. the, the so the deck was warped, right? So when he opened the door, it would scrape. We had bells on it. So anytime somebody come on the deck, first you would hear them wonk, and you would hear them knock on the door, and the bells would ring, or you would hear the door open because it would drag, and the bells would go off. Well, I slept on the couch that night, and nothing of that nature happened. When I looked out in between the curtains, I'm like, oh, who's out there? I'm like, who is that? I'm like, wait a minute. Somebody's out there on the deck. I didn't hear the door. And, and they took a puff off a cigarette. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's my grandfather. I'm like, grandma, get up. Now, why in the heck is it that when you try to wake somebody up, they never wake up? It's right. like in the movies. I'm like, Grandma, get up. I'm like, get him. Grandpa's here. And she not. So finally I went over there and I'm like shaking her. I'm like, get up. She's like, what? 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 I'm like, you ain't gonna believe grandpa's there on the deck. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah. So she opens up the door. I'm like, you're crazy. She goes out there and she goes, Are you smoking? I'm like, no, I ain't smoking. She's like, let me smell your fingers. Remember that remember the finger test? So I'm like, she's like, because there was cigarette smoke out there because it was underneath overhang. And uh, I did not go back to bed that night because when he took a puff of that cigarette, it lit up half of his face. And that's when I knew it was him. And uh, and my grandmother would always make comments at the house, you know, and his name, his nickname was Buddy. And she was like, damn it, Buddy, if you're here, do this. And, and if, for example, a light, he would turn the light off and on. It would freak me out. And crucifixes would fly off the wall. And he, I mean, you got to understand he was a big jokester big prankster so he always did jokes on everybody so uh that always freaked me out but you know anything paranormal wise in the doll especially the dolls uh during the live shows when they were like throw things at me people didn't believe me so i had to go out and uh at first and buy like extra cameras to put around the studios so people be like oh, did you see that Grizzly didn't move and I got hit. He got hit in the head with that, that ghost ball or that cat ball or the phone got thrown or my back dropped. And people were like, oh my God, you know, it's really happening. I'm like, yeah, it's really happening. I'm telling you it's happening. You think I'm going to like do the stuff and all this? And then what really got people is one of my dolls winked when I held it in front of the camera. It didn't have blinkable eyes, but it blinked. Ah everybody saw it so everybody start jumping off the live and going back and rewind the footage and they're like good god it did it grizzly it blinked i'm like i told you it blinked i'm sitting here looking at my big big monitor it blinked and i'm like flipping the doll's eyes look it don't have blinky eyes and everybody was like flipping out over it so and they laugh at me because i keep right hey, next to me and i also keep right next there to me go. as well there so and then i do and then there's been times during the shows that i was there and i would squirt the dolls and i would have to cleanse the studio like two or three times a week now the poltergeist activity has really calmed down i used to have to and this is funny as heck but i used to have to use gorilla tape to take things down during my lives because you and i'd be talking and stuff would get thrown and you'd be like grizzly what was that i'm like hey, i don't know <laughs> You know, or or my desk would come off the ground and, and get knocked down. And it sounded like somebody took a sledgehammer to it. I'd be like, what was that? And I would just start freaking out. Like, I don't know. My desk just like got slammed. And everybody in the audience is like, I heard that. I heard that. You, you 
Grizzly, you didn't move. And I'm like trembling. You know, I'm like, right. oh my God, this is really happening on live. And well, people like getting, getting cracks off of it and laughing. Yeah, this is uh, Standing Stone says, what about the night there was that crash, like a cookie sheet tray, uh, tray getting dropped? Yeah. So we were uh, doing a live show and yeah. I don't know what we were doing or talking about, but we got real quiet for just like a split second. And we heard that noise and I, I wear headphones because I'm half deaf, right? And I've got a little switchboard, all these little buttons where I can turn things up. And we all, I was like, did you just hear that? And everybody's like, we heard it too. And we're like, yeah, what was that? I'm like, how if I know? I don't know what that noise was. And so on the side of my uh, monitors, I've got sound bars. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking and I hear something, I can tell you if it's from my end or your end. Because before I couldn't. So now I can. Now I've got them above my head as well. So next to the dolls. Uh, yeah, oh, wow. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's Brian says, uh, I remember growing up watching Ghost Hunters on Sci-Fi, and they did the flashlight experiment. Then it happened to me on the USS Hornet for the first time, and I damn near jumped out of my skin. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so the flashlight experiment, if you got the right flashlight, I don't think they make them anymore, which is sad. Uh, I do believe in that, and I, and I do think that is real. Uh, and, and so I have the EMF detectors and all that fancy equipment as well. And when you get a response that is intelligent and it answers back to you and communicates that way, I think you have something. Uh, right. When I when I did that live in the cemetery, which you didn't know about, uh, we were getting activity with the cat balls or ghost balls, whatever you want to call them. And I got so scared, I called it a rim ball. And Eric out in the audience made a, a rim ball. It's a... <laughs> Oh, okay. can help it. Yeah, it's a ball, but it's a rim. It's a rim pod into a ball. So okay. he 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 made that off my mistakes. I couldn't say rim rim pod. I was so scared. It's a rim ball, and everybody <laughs> started laughing. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make one." He did. So, uh, but I thought a ghost was running at me because we were live oh. and I was having a conversation, and I, it was a half a moon. And out of out of nowhere, this person just manifested and i had cameras in front of me and i froze i didn't know what it was it was running right at me and my daughter was like you know trying to figure out what, 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 what's he looking at so she locked onto it and i just like and everybody don't know what's going on and it was a guy riding a bicycle <laughs> who in the hell rides a bicycle late at night in the cemetery right so here, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I thought I was going to die. Did I grab a camera? No. You know, I had cameras. Oh, what you thinking I about? Out, <laughs> you know, and I told everybody, Dude, I'm going out to investigate. Now, I'm going to pack a heater, so don't play pranks on me. And I didn't tell anybody where I was going. So, but yeah, yeah. who in the hell rides a bicycle in the middle of the cemetery at night? Right, yeah, that's a little strange. Tia uh, says, I have a ghost child or demon call me mom down in my basement. I ran up the stairs. Oh, yeah. And you know, you never can tell, too, Tia, because I had things pretend that they're a child. And yes, or, that is true. Or another person to try to get, you know, you to not be afraid and to gain your trust. Um, so, yeah, you got to be careful. And, they, you know, they always want to show up as a child, you know, I guess because our human nature would be that we wouldn't think anything bad 
come from a child and we want to help them and you know very very right. interesting how that shows up like that okay uh let me see let me run to these questions over here on instagram all right um philip is asking what is the scariest experience you've ever had uh, the most scariest one when we was going out and getting the cameras with my daughter right before we got those pictures. Uh, when we were out there, and I actually, I don't have it with me, but I got one of those real fancy high-end GPSs where you can make phone calls, take pictures, text, all that other stuff, hit a button and the cavalry comes. And uh, we're out there, and because I have coordinates on each camera because... I got them scattered, right? And I, we type in the coordinates, then it takes me to the tree. And if you know anything about GPS, I'll break it down this way. It was like you're driving, it kept saying, make a U-turn, turn around, wrong direction, right? And my daughter was getting frustrated. And I had that real uneasy feeling. And she kept saying, dad, something's wrong. And, you know, you need to send this back. And I'm like, you know how much this thing is? And, and I had it up for over a year and nothing's wrong with it. Huh? So she got fed up and she actually downloaded a compass on her iPhone and it would not work. And that's when I really, and she was like getting really flustered and my crucifix just flew off the desk. Did you hear that? I did. Yes. I did. It just flew off the desk and hit me on my foot. See what okay, I'm talking yeah, about? It definitely, it definitely hurt it. Did you hear it get dragged and then I, fall I, off? I, I heard it. That's what I was. I was just listening as you were telling us. Yes. Story. Yes. Yeah. So once again, never fails. But uh, her phone would not work either. And uh, so uh, she did not know about the pictures until later. And uh, she got mad at me. And I went back to, to grab the rest of them. And everything worked fine. So that really did not settle well with me. I'm kind of freaking out right now. Because that yeah. like just like dragged right in front of me and like slid okay. across my keyboard and like fell. Well, that's triggers. Oh, but okay, think of the that room that you're in, right? Is our I would like I would say, oh, I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked at all. If I was in a whole room, like when I was in a whole room when I was younger of dolls, it was always something that it, it they were always messing with me. I told you that little uh monkey that had like the symbols and the, and did the drum. Yes. And, yes. You know, it would, every night it would go off and the dolls would be calling my name and this thing would be making all this noise. And I literally, I mean, my grandma had been collecting it for probably 40 years. Like it, it was like old. <laughs> and I mean, there was batteries in it, but they right. probably never were. So I took the batteries out and that didn't even work. The damn thing the next night came on even louder. <laughs> Uh, the next day I went and took a hammer. I broke that thing in pieces and I buried it. And my grandmother was very upset. And so they were very upset, asked me what happened. I did tell them the truth. And boy, they yanked my little ass right to the priest. Right, <laughs> <Catholic> right. <church. laughs> so, yes, I don't, it doesn't surprise me that you're having all kinds of things going on. I told you like the, the haunted dolls that ended up making it to me from my grandmother after she passed through my, my uncle and then my dad. Um, I gave them to somebody. I literally put them into a, I, I put them into a glass box. 
I sealed it and I sent it off. I, like to your to your new uh, home. I'm not. I know I'm not interested. I have enough crazy stuff that goes on in my life anyway. With it's the spirit, I don't need extra dolls to be like you know uh, my backup dancers and backup you know audience to throw things at me and stuff. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that yeah, I don't blame you. That that really actually just like freaked me out. So I, I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything. <laughs> I, mean, I saw it out of the corner of my eye, like slide, and then it, <laughs> then it fell. And and that's that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. That's right. Everybody in the everybody out there in the in the chat room is saying saying no doll. Everybody no dolls. Yeah, the dolls. right, right. Um. Okay, let me go back. All right, I have Francisca from Instagram, and she's wanting to know what are your thoughts on fairies? Do they actually exist? Yes, they do, ladies and gentlemen. Two things: I have actually seen real fairies. I know that sounds funny. They do exist. Uh, I was interviewing somebody, and I was like, "Good God, did you just see that?" They're like, "Yes, I saw it. It flew in front of me." I was like, "That was a fairy." They're like. Yes, we have fairies around. I'm like, no, that was a fairy, ladies and gentlemen. It was a fairy. It had wings and arms and legs, and it flew right in front of the camera. And they're like, Grizzly, it's okay. They're around here. They like you. They like your energy. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, that was a fairy. Oh, my God. Uh, and I, I, I'm like flipped out on the show. And they're like, calm down. They're, they're going to be here for a while. And I'm like, what do you mean calm down? You know, I can't believe you got fairies. And it was wild because it flew right in front of the camera and everybody was going back and watching her like, damn, th that did look like a fairy. I'm like, that was not AI, ladies and gentlemen. We were like, just like off the computer and it flew in front of their camera. And uh, so that was very interesting. They are real. And that's why I'm saying, you know, if you believe in one thing, how can you not believe in something else? So I quit drawing the line. Uh, it's just hard. It's hard to draw a line anymore because there's so much out there we just don't understand. No, I, I completely agree too. Uh, Carol Ann, a good friend of mine for a very long, long time in the paranormal, and uh, she says I've seen them too. And I, again, I've talked to many people who say yes, they have. And again, it's kind of the same experience that you're talking about. When I talk to them, it's just so nonchalant. It's just like I'm like, wow, that's great. Like. Well, I need some pictures. Well, they really don't like the pictures taken. You know, we just live amongst each other. Very respectful, whether it be Bigfoot, whether with everything. When they have interactions that are continuous and long-standing relationships with anything that I would say, you know, in the paranormal world, it. I notice that they have a lot of respect. Yes. Or whatever it is, a they're lot. not interested in. Um, being on social media saying, hey, look, I've got fairies or, hey, I've got a Bigfoot that I interact with. None of that. It's just they just live amongst them. And it this is. is just a norm to them. And it's funny because when you get people like us who don't experience that kind of stuff and we see it for the first time, we're like, wow, this is crazy. This is amazing. And they're just kind of like, eh, you know, this is just how it is. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's OK. You'll see it again. I'm like, wow, I'm going to see it now. <laughs> yeah right um, okay just so much stuff going on in this thing um oh shoot we are just about out of time uh anybody have any questions we can go a little longer if we need but i want to make sure all the questions are answered so uh everybody in chat if you've got some questions make sure to put it in 
Um, for people who are watching, because I know you have um, a lot of people that um, already watch your show, uh, but I have a lot of people here that will probably look, they're always looking for great, you know, um, podcasts. So give a little bit of information on your show and where they can find it. Yeah. So if you're on Facebook, uh, just, just like my name, Grizzly Chris, type that in. You can follow me. Uh, it's kind of hard to add me as friends. Uh, I kept having to go in there and deleting friends and I got tired of doing that. Right. Yeah. And cause I was like, Oh, you're not making me cheese. So follow me. Uh, Grizzly's on the hunt type that in. I'm everywhere on all the social media platforms. Uh, if you have any stories, you uh, like I said, tomorrow night, uh, she'll be on our show. One of my shows tomorrow night at 9 PM Eastern time, six, uh, central. Is it central? Uh, oh, no, Pacific time. Pacific time. That's right. That's right. California. That's right. So, but no, but uh, yeah, very easy to reach out and get a hold of or watch. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And guys, make sure for, you know, my followers, make sure to go to YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like his channel, um, you know, share the show, you know, again, you know how we do it here. It's all about supporting, you know, other people in our right. fields and, you know, getting the information out. Um, Brian saying, can't wait to hear about you, Christina. Oh, you know, you missed one show. I've already been on once. It was um, a round table. It was quite interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I have, I mean, I've been in the paranormal publicly for over 20 years. Uh, I've been doing radio shows for over 15 years, and I've had my abilities since I was four years old. So, I have a lot of things happen. So, yeah, get your questions together and meet me on Grizzlies at a show tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, Crystal saying, Grizzly, how long have you been able to see cryptids? Uh, my first one was, uh, I would say, when I was that when I was in my late 20s when I was turkey hunting. Uh, I didn't know what it was at that time. Now, I know when I was younger, being in the woods, you know, I didn't know what I was seeing. I didn't know what structures were or the X's or formate. I didn't, I didn't understand none of that. And I remember, and I said this on a several shows, I remember my dad was like, son, take a deep breath. And you're like, Eagles, you smell that? We just missed the deer. And I'm like, BS, dad, that is not deer. <laughs> Bigfoot. No way. I know now, right? And uh, so that's amazing. So it's like, that was up behind the house. So, you know, hindsight, you know, you learn a lot of things. But uh, yeah, so... Once again, there are things out there exist that we don't understand. So, I agree. I agree. You know, it has been a great hour talking to you. I always say everything goes by so quick. I used to do two hour shows, and even two hours never seemed to be enough. No, there's always people when you interview them just have so many things to say. So, it's great. But I am definitely looking forward to being on your show tomorrow night sharing a bunch of my stories and look what we need to do is in the future we need to get together we need to have like a sky watch maybe we'll you know do some paranormal investigating i think maybe yeah. all those come out for like a few days and like we can do like a trifecta we could do a sky watch we could do a bigfoot and we could do some investigating that sounds like a winner yes absolutely i think it'd be, think it'd be a lot of a lot of fun um yes. you can come out here to the west coast because you know we got all kinds of stuff going on out here too so yeah you do 
You're always welcome. Yeah, we got all kinds of tons of stuff. All right, everybody. Well, again, thank you so much for joining. I want to thank all of Grizzly Chris's uh, uh, listeners for joining us tonight, as well as mine. Uh, again, make sure to head over to his YouTube channel, give him a like and a subscribe and follow. And make sure to check us out tomorrow night. Uh, once uh, I will put, at some point tomorrow, I will put the link up so everybody will be able to see the show. And uh, come join us again tomorrow night. Again, thank you so much, everybody. Make sure to share, 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 share these uh, videos with all of your friends and in your groups on all the social media platforms. We so appreciate all the support. All right. That being said, everybody, good night. Have an amazing night. And I will see you on Thursday for Top Secret News. All right, everyone. Good night.